You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we invite your apprehensive listening. Here it comes. The Afro-Existential Podcast presents... That's what we want to know. And playing today is our special guest, author, Kit Shapiro. Okay, go. What was your mother's favorite song to sing? Either I Will Survive or Here's to Life. What is your favorite Eartha Kid song to hear? There's a Spanish album that she did, and on that Spanish album is a song called Angelitos Negros. I just love her interpretation of that song. What was your mother's signature dish? Oh, collard greens. What was the secret? What was the secret? What was the meat? The, there was no meat. If there mm. was meat, it was bacon. It was olive oil and garlic and sea salt, and she would say in a lot of love. I'm gonna make some collard greens tonight. (laughs) (laughs) What's your signature dish? I'm ordering in something. Um, (laughs) Shout out the restaurant. It's definitely good. My husband said to me, me, they're like, when was the last time you ever cooked a dish? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure the kids were home at the time. Now, Mike, you have to remember, my children are 30. (laughs) I haven't been home for a long time. What is your name? I'm Kit Shapiro the author of Eartha and Kit, A Daughter's Love Story in Black and White. But check this out. And you're listening to the Afro-Existential Podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network. I follow your advice to the letter. Welcome to the Afro-Existential Podcast, a podcast and audio play in one. I am one of your hosts, Indira Wilson. And I'm Blaine Van Team. I'm afraid of that. This season, we'll be presenting a brand new audio play entitled Pandora's Trunk and a new interview series entitled The Breakthrough, From Vision to Fruition. In this series, we hear from people who took a great idea and made it a reality. We want to know how they did it and how they got over the obstacles along the way. We hope that it helps and inspires you to make your great idea a reality. But before we go to commercial, here's an excerpt of our audio play, Dead Weight. In this scene, Brady's wife Georgina and his son Oliver debate whether they should give him a lift back to work. We shall begin now. I really think your father died at home just to spite me. Mm. I have half a mind to just put your father in the car and drop him off at that video store. Is We'd both be rich. (laughs) Uh, Can you please call the coroner now so he's ready in time for his own funeral? Mother, what did you just say? Can you call the coroner before the funeral? <laughs> That's funny. No, before that. Oh, I don't know. But, um, put your father in the car and drop him off at work and collect that money? Better yet, maybe we could call him an Uber. Yes, that. That's that. Well, what about it? Yes, what about it, mother? What about it? What are you saying? I'm saying just what you just said. I didn't say anything. I, I I was just joking, Oliver. You always said there's a lot of truth in a joke. Not this time. This time would be the time, mother. 
I mean, would it be so bad if we moved daddy from spot A to spot B? If spot C was jail, yes, it would be so bad. Like going to jail for insurance fraud bad. You think? Really? That bad? I mean... I am not going to drag your father's dead body down Olympic Boulevard in the middle of the night, Oliver. Ma, we are three miles from a million dollars. That's like 333K a mile. I could definitely do it for that. No problem. And looky, Ma, Waze is saying it'll take 15 minutes to get there. Where's my phone? I'm calling the coroner right now. Give me my phone, Oliver. We are not that type of people. I'm that person for a lot less money than this. Trust me. Well, that's not how we raised you, Oliver Mulligan. Well, that's how I turned out, Georgina Mulligan. And we'll be right back with part two of our interview with Kit Shapiro after a brief commercial break. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, I'm Alistair Justin Black from Theater in the Black. Playwright Blaine Tima began writing Dead Weight in 2016. He finished it nearly four months later. The writing of the perfect line in a great play or the making of a line of fine fancy wines takes time. Perfect example is Afro Eggs' new and improved Bougie Beaujolais, a red wine with notes of tang, green apple, tropical punch, black cherry, and invisible grape. It's a fancy wine for those fancy moments. What was true nearly four months ago is true today. It's five o'clock somewhere. Take life one sip at a time. Hello, and welcome back to part two of our interview with the author of Earth and Kit, a daughter's love story in black and white, Kit Shapiro. And my co-host is uh, Frederick Johnson. Hello, hello. Now, is that like your tag thing now? Hello, hello? Like, that's going to be your thing? You know what? I, that was my first time doing it, but I was thinking about maybe I could work that in. If that's my thing. Hello, hello? Right. Hello, hello. Okay, I love it. Who, who this man around trying to take my job? From your interview, what have you most enjoyed learning about Eartha? Like, what's been your favorite thing from Kit that you've learned? Or, or even about Kit? I love Kit Shapiro. <laughs> Like, she's, like, the girl you want to hang out with. Like, she's so much fun and so a pure delight. And you can tell that she's smart and savvy, and she's, like, that broad that has your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's, like, good people. And yeah. just very fun and very funny. And what? Other things? In regards to Eartha Kitt, I think Eartha Kitt was one of the best cabaret performers of all time. And her interpretations of songs were so amazing. And so, Frederick, let me ask you, as a singer, performer yourself, how did you deal with preparing a song or interpreting a song? One of the 
first things I ever learned from my father, who was a jazz singer and an opera singer, and he was one of those people that he danced, he acted, he sang. He used to always say, you have to live the song. That was kind of his thing. So everything was really about interpreting what the song really meant and that you really are kind of living the song. So there's kind of like an acting in your performance of it. It's not that people can't do that, but I think it's something that for most people is something innate, like acting in general. Like people can take acting classes and learn how to act and maybe do something. There's a lot more people like that. And then there's other people who really, I just think the music is really just an expression of kind of like the artist that they're really bringing. That's exactly what I mean. So often, you know, you're watching this talent show and it's a 13-year-old girl singing and I'm telling you I'm not going. You really think you can get away with this madness? They have no idea what that song means. And they may really not be an old soul after all. Oh, not at all. No, 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 no. I was saying that with Eartha Kitt, she was an actress who also sang. And when she sings a song, there's so much that goes into it. We shall begin now. So funny you would say that because my mother would talk about some of these, you know, these older songs, you know, the church songs and things because she sang in the Baptist choir when you know, as a little girl. And she would often talk about how there's a deep meaning that nobody really learns about, right? They just sort of give pay lip service to. When you're talking about interpretation um, with her and she would interpret a song with her entire body, she would feel that when you speak, you have to really understand what you're saying and feel it, right? That's why you can't just sing any old song, that the words come from a deeper place. That's where you have to go to. And I think that's what she was able to do. And, and I think that everything she did was somewhat deliberate. I think she was very much the thinker and she always gave you, she didn't react. She really sort of gave it a beat, you know, would take a beat. And that too, when she was, you know, developing a, her interpretation of a song or she was developing a character or developing, you know, a project that she would really take time to think about it. Well, I have to say you have really done a tremendous job of keeping your mother's legacy alive. And uh, I'm curious as where do you see that going forward? Where would you like to take that? Well, I love talking to people and sharing who she was and sharing what I've learned and sharing who I've become because of who she was. I'm hoping to bring her story to the, the screen, you know, and do a biopic. Um, we're working on- That was my next question. Yeah. We're working on making that happen. I'm telling you, I don't know how anything gets happen, get, gets done in Hollywood because a couple of times I got to tell you, we got the, who's going to be the white male lead? You know, I mean, wow. Okay. How about- she She's she's a strong person in her own right. I mean, you know, so you, you're still facing, I mean, we're all still dealing with, you know, the, what the reality of the powers that be are and decisions that, you know, they get made. But sometimes I look at what we what does get made and you're just like, really? Because of this podcast, some someone out there is going to go, wait, that's not being made? already uh, you know I, I think of uh i think of certain uh female uh performers who i cannot believe they're not beating your door down every day like i have to do this like i have to have to do this i i, I just i can't believe it we have had some a-list actresses who said they wanted to do this look at me what do you see and a couple of studios who've been like mm, ah, i don't know may i see it just once more please Look at me. What do you see? Uh, I don't know. Really? I mean, I think it is amazing that the, the things that are worthwhile 
being seen and getting getting out to the public are often the ones that are the hardest. And I think this is part of what this whole series is about because we never know all the obstacles that it takes right. for a person to get a book out, to make a movie. We just see the end result. You talked about right from the beginning, you know, a breakthrough and the, and writing a book. See, I found writing a book, not the storytelling, because stories are something that, you know, are, are sort of, I'm so used to, but the physical writing of a book and, and delivering a book and getting things formatted in a certain way, I found to be quite overwhelming. Um, and especially during COVID when, you know, things were already, over, life in itself was overwhelming. And it was really, there were moments when I did not think I was going to finish it. And, the, you know, I just was, it was just too hard. It was just, I couldn't get it done. I couldn't figure out, every sentence sounded terrible to me. I kept every, you know, every chapter started to sound the same. And, and you know, my, my daughter and I would just say to her, you know, I, I can't do this. I'm just, I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. And she said, if you don't do it, are you going to, you know, kick yourself for not, not finishing? And I'm like, probably. Mm. And she said, well, then that's your answer. You know, she said, when Michelangelo would, you know, look at the Sistine Chapel, he didn't look at the entire roof and go, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this whole thing. He would take this little much and he'd be like, okay, today I'm going to do this. So today, write a paragraph. She said, and then if you don't want to release it, then you don't have to release it, right? You don't have to release, but finish it. I could really understand my mother more in that, you know, how hard it is to really want to deliver a project and be proud of it, but yet struggle with that, you know, I, I just don't think I can do it. And there's that really hard place. And so I had, I learned a lot more respect. I, you know, and I would sit there and say, my mother wrote three books in longhand. You know, it was a lot. It was just a lot. Well, you did a wonderful job communicating mm -hmm. your mother's love for you, your relationship, you. you know, the impact of her career. You really did a, you really did a fabulous job. What would you like the reader to take away from this book? The, the importance of treating each other with kindness and respect, giving someone you love the power to be who they are. I love it. And what a wonderful gift for your children. See the connection that you two had. It's just a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, they, I think, and I think they do understand and appreciate that. So, um, and if they don't, I will continue to tell them so that they will finally know. <laughs> exactly. What you're here for. Anything else? What's the best advice your mother gave to you? That's what we want to know. Oh, don't panic. And she would say, the reason you don't panic is that when you panic, you can't see the opportunity or the lesson or you know the door that's supposed to open what's happening so you know she would always say take a beat don't panic everything happens for a reason anything else don't take everything too seriously you know humor is one of the of one of life's true blessings and human beings we have the ability to laugh at ourselves and to laugh at a situation and my mother was really good at that and we laughed a lot who would you like to direct the eartha kit movie Wow. I mean, I think there's so many talented women of color right now. When you're a creative person, you have this ability to look at it, you know, differently. And, and maybe it's not even something I've even thought about. You know, I think of her life as the way she lived it, right? So it's hard for me to sort of look at it and say, how about this little, this pearl of a moment, right? Like being the Ricardos, they looked at one week or, or one night in Miami, look at one night. So I think there's a lot of, you know, maybe ideas that, I, you know, I haven't even heard of. Yeah. Your favorite director calls you up on the phone. They want you to star in their next big budget picture. Ooh. All star cast, you are the star. Okay. I like your thinking. Go ahead. <laughs> this is the twist. You are completely miscast in the role. Mm. Do you take the part? 
oh, do I take the part? That's what we want to know. You know, so I'm I'm a, such a giant weenie. I would probably, my initial response would be no, but then I have a huge ego. So then I would probably be like, well, yeah, I mean, because it's me and it's all going to be all about me. <laughs> I would probably say, yes, I would take the part and I would suck and I wouldn't care. I'm with you, kid. I would take the part. I was afraid of that. And I would assume a couple of things. If uh, God brought me to it, I'm supposed to be doing it. So that's first of all. I would assume they got all this money. They knew what they wanted. They must have wanted to make some type of commentary about me playing, you know, Princess Diana. I I don't know. I I can't read their minds. You know, they must have. They wanted it to be a a comedy. They wanted to make a a, a social statement. And you know, the I'll say this is one of the most unique things about me. Kids, you're gonna learn a lot about me. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna do it, and I'm not even gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask why. (laughs) I'm not gonna inquire. I'm going to do this script. I'm going to kiss Prince Charles. I love it. I'm going okay. to have the little redhead baby. I'm going to do the whole thing. Um, I'm never even going to ask. I'm not going to do it. Why am I here? I'm going to go. I'm 40 pounds over. I got that woman by stones and pounds. And I'm going to cash that check really fast and run. Really fast. Really fast. And just pray they give me a really good wig. Looks to be in pretty good condition. I wonder how old it is. It was lovely, lovely, lovely meeting you, Kit. Thank Thank you so much for doing our podcast. We know that there's a lot of podcasts to be done, and we really appreciate you coming on and and hanging out with us. Well, you know, my mother had a special place in her heart for, for live performance and theater. So being on the Broadway podcast platform seems like it makes a lot of sense. Wait, can I tell a quick story, a really quick about your mom? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. We have a friend, Tanya Pinkins, and I went to see oh. Tanya in the Wild Party. I Wild know, Party. And I also, you know, to see your mother as well. And she just blew my mind. When you look around the room, look. Tell me what do you see? Imitations of imitations. I invented myself. I'm a creature who sacrificed love for all. Why, you may ask, with these smolderings, do you know what it's like to kiss such smoldering lips? Would you like to find out? But first, I hear you moving uptown. Let's go, you need. I'm ready for the big time. That's what I need. I need, I need to return to the place where I used to belong. I hear you moving on. She blew my mind and she blew everybody else in the cast. Like it just blew, not to putting them yeah. down or anything, but just blew them away. It was like a whole different type of uh, performing, whole yeah. different type. So like you couldn't even stand up to it. So I, I ran around back, it's something I didn't do. You know, I'm a performer. I really didn't do stage door, you know, it's not that, that kind of guy. I ran around. I ran around to the back. I ran around. He doesn't run. She doesn't run I'm either. Right <laughs> hey, and I told him, I was like, just wait. I don't care what you're doing. I'm going to go around here. I have to meet Eartha Kid. I was like, this is, go- I was like, I have to say something. I have to say something. And she comes out, you know, and she's, you know, she comes out and, and she, you know, meets everyone and greets everyone. And she gets around to me and I said, you know, I, 
you, I, I just have to say, you know, you really did. You blew, you blew my mind. And so just thank you for that. That really just changed me. And she said, oh, thank you. And then she looked at me and she actually grabbed me. And she said, you're gorgeous. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. And then- <laughs> that's it. That's all. I don't need nothing. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I'll never need nothing ever again. Ever again. I I mean, I, I literally, but, but, but it didn't. It just felt. She just was like. She just was gorgeous. (laughs) You know, I think it's an. It says a lot about my my mother. Loved that. You know, when she felt a connection to somebody, she, you know, she acted on that. Right. I mean, it just was something that she felt. And look at me here you are you will remember that moment for the rest of your life and 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 yes she happened to have been famous but there's a deeper level to that i think that there's a you know and i think that's what was so incredible that's to me was that piece of her that was so impactful because she truly impacted people that she came in touch with and i think that's a pretty cool thing to, to have to, to be really remembered lady. really neat lady and thank you so much for sharing even more of her with us. It was, it was well, really lovely to read. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that story with me. I appreciate that. <laughs> she was awesome. And we'll be right back. After a brief commercial break. Every day I struggle with Karen. I don't want to have to struggle with my hair. Get new and improved Afro Existential Sheen Shampoo and Reconditioner. Ow. It goes deep into your roots and uncovers the natural beauty that's been there all the time. Yeah. Every day I live the struggle. I don't want to have to struggle with my hair. And for added protection on those current days, there's Afro Existential Sheen Super Holding Hairspray. Ow. A protein-based hairspray that holds your hair back, but won't hold you back. <laughs> I don't even have to take my earrings off. I hate to think where I'd be without it. Afro Existential Sheen Shampoo, Reconditioner, and Relaxer. Get it today. Your roots will thank you. And that's no lie. Ow. We are so glad you joined us for another episode of the Afro Existential Podcast. And take a moment to visit us at our website, afroexpodcast.com, for more fun and insightful content. And be sure to visit eartherkit.com. Anything else? Please click subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at the Afro EX Theater. Anything else? Email us your comments or questions at afroexpodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? And a very special thanks to the brilliant Sean Carter-Peterson, who plays Oliver in our audio play, Dead Weight. And the divine Lachey Tomlinson, who plays Sister Rosemary in our upcoming audio play, Pandora's Trunk. Anything else? Again, thank you for joining us. I'm Blaine Van Teemer. And I'm Indira Wilson. And as always, have a great day on purpose. The Afro Existential Podcast is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. I know. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 